So right now on my other screen, I am. Uh, I don't think the name Spike Vegeta probably means anything to you. You mean like the the GDQ person? Oh yeah, okay, it does actually carry some meaning. Yeah, um, I mean I've watched GDQ for like what eleven years or something or twelve years. Yeah, I mean I have too, but like I wasn't sure if it was like. If it's just like, oh, you pop in sometimes and and watch a couple of things, because there's like there's that where it's like, oh, the speed runs are cool, and then there's like, I know the names of some of the hosts, well, and the, the people I, who run it, the like the seven people that have been on there forever, I definitely know, but yeah, Spike Vegeta is the a person that I remembered from the very beginning because I was like, oh, Dragon Ball Z, that's cool, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 and then it was like, oh wait, not just Dragon Ball Z, also probably Cowboy Bebop, yep. <laughs> That makes sense. Um, I never put that together, but that, that is probably it. At least um, no, that's that's what I, I thought. I mean, of. in addition to like, he's also just one of the best hosts on GDQ. Yeah. Like, he's always a lot of fun. Anyway, I bring him up because I have him up on my other screen on his. Uh, he's currently streaming Spanky's Quest. Oh, that's a classy game. We 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 loved that video game. Actually, it was fine. I like. I'm like, watching it, was, it, it was now, and I'm having like. I bring it up because I'm watching it now and I'm having nostalgia. Like you want to go uh, boot it I up? I kind of want to go play it. It wasn't a bad game. It was, I remember it being just fine. Uh-huh. It I didn't think scratch I, I any itches like, for me. I have the, the tiniest bit of like nostalgia for it. Because it was, I, I think I mentioned it on this podcast, but it was a game that I played as a kid and it felt like a fever dream. But I yeah. remember a game where you play as a monkey and you bounce a bubble that turns into sports balls to kill fruit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's and I was like, I, how would I even go to like for years? It was like I have specific memories of playing this game. But how in the world would I go about finding it? Yeah, that would. I wonder, do you think you could just search what you said and it would come up? I mean, maybe. Today, maybe, right? Who knows? There's been a lot more internet in the last, you know, t- 10 or 11 years that you probably first thought about this random video game. It's it's something that has come up, like, in my mind more often than, you know, not at all. Mm-hmm. And so when it, like, when it was added to Switch Online and I looked at it, I was like, it's that one! That's yeah, how the random. one! I know this game! <laughs> <laughs> and then I, and then I like sort of half doubted myself because I was like, is that really what it was called? Was it really <laughs> called Spanky's Quest? OK. <laughs> but like I just dis- I'd like distinctly remembered the gameplay of it and had like nostalgia for it. So anyway, yeah, that's kind of fun. It's it's it is. It has been fun to see like the uh, the lineups of GDQ. And, and see some games like, oh, hey, we played that game. Yeah. Oh, that game. I want to see somebody play through it fast. Or or maybe just that's cool that we played it and then now they're playing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does it how does it look when someone isn't like just playing it for the first time and seeing like, hey, what is this game actually? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, most speed runs aren't that exciting to watch if you're hoping to see the game. That is true. <laughs> I the, like the ones that bother me the most are like this is a really good plot based game with really good like dialogue and cutscenes because like 
you're not getting any of that. Yeah. Like zero yeah. percent. I, sometimes I get excited about a, a game being played and then I'm like, wait a minute, why? <laughs> They're not going to be playing this game in the way that I'm wanting yeah. to re-experience it. Like, I don't I don't get to see it. Yeah. But I, I love watching GDQ. It's just fun. Yeah. I This is the first year where I didn't watch hardly, well, not the first year like ever, but the first year in a long time that I wasn't able to really make time to watch any of it live. Oh. So I'm still like catching up on VODs here and there. And um, they had some really good. Th- the things that I remember most from this year weren't the games, actually. It was that they had some really fun <laughs> in between segments where. Oh, the skits and stuff like like that just seemed like everyone was having an incredibly good time. Yeah. And and I enjoyed seeing that. And there's a few times where people were in tears. They were laughing so hard. And, and honestly, uh Sent did a did a great he always does a great job with the prizes. But, he does, he does. But this year was particularly good. <laughs> I, I I didn't see any of those bits and I feel I feel bad. I wish I had seen them. I'm sure they're I mean they're they're on they're they're forever. They'll do they'll they'll do like a compilation. They usually do a compilation of like prize segments and Oh, do they really and stuff, yeah. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, right, it's like kind of good advertising marketing. It's also free because they've already done it. Right. So they just have to get it. To, I mean, not free. They have to pay the person to do it. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the content is already there. You just have to aggregate it. Yeah. Which is a thing that I'm bad at. <laughs> it's hard to do. I mean, when you like when you're me and you've recorded like, you know. I've recorded 25 hours of, of game footage this week. And it's like, now let me go through that 25 hours of footage, none of which I actually marked, and uh, and find where all the funny bits were. Yeah, no. That's that's hard to do. Yeah, that's not happening. How is uh, Sea of Stars going? Uh, I think we're almost done. Nice. I think I missed a stream or two. Um... I, uh... Did you figure out what you've been here before? So this is not a spoiler. And obviously there's something to do here. So don't be alarmed. But did you figure out the, the, oh, wait, no, never mind. You never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Was I it answered, almost I answered a my, spoiler? I answered my own question. <laughs> I, uh, what I've done in Sea of Stars is I have uh, gotten up to the point where the game is sort of throwing me like the, hey, uh, it's time for the real final, 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 final. Um, but here's or a bunch of other character driven <laughs> quests that you can do before you go into this sort of final sequence. Yeah, I get best equipment. Yeah. Get everyone's best equipment. Go in and ask everybody what they want to do. And they're all going to be like, I have a favor. I have a thing that I would like to do. And if you do this thing, I will be very happy. But more importantly, you will get very good equipment for me. <laughs> yeah. And they straight up called it the faded hour. <laughs> Which, like, I, a veteran of Chrono Trigger, um, had been calling it the faded hour for the entire game. Yeah, just just as meaning know, like because it's kind of. Yeah, it's half a joke, but it's also just like my my short form way to refer to the point at the end of the game where you're done with basically everything and now it's side quest time. Sure. 
And specifically, like, endgame side quest time. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's not, it's yes. not like mop-up duty. It's like you can go to the final sequence and the final dungeon and the end of all of the stuff now. Or, but, but like, before you do that, here is a bunch of, like, optional side content that you can do first. Mm-hmm. Right? In this game, it doesn't feel optional if you give a shit about the characters at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's, like, you... Again, no, that's what the Faded Hour is. No, 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 no. There's a lot of RPGs that give you the Faded Hour type stuff, and the side quests are more or less meaningless. But they're like, here you go, have the ultimate sword. Like, it doesn't I mean, actually yeah. give you character story and development, whereas, I mean, Sea of Stars is just a cool special game, I suppose. It is a very um, good game. Where, where everything really works. But it's like, that's why I bring up Chrono Trigger specifically, because Chrono Trigger is a version yes. of that where, like, I, if you don't do the Faded Hour stories in Chrono Trigger, you don't get the campfire scene. Yeah, I mean, you don't get a lot of the really great stuff. I mean, hell, if you just... <laughs> if you, you don't just get the campfire scene. You don't get the Aussie dungeon. You don't get... Uh, you don't get... Uh, frog laying Cyrus to rest. The robo sequence is one of my favorites. The robo sequence in the forest? Yeah, I love That's that what I was so trying much. to think of. Yeah, you don't get to see him on the map at, like working as a tractor for 400 years and then being <laughs> just, enshrined in a church. I just love that. I love that so much. I love the idea of it, right? It's so cool. So, like, there's so much iconic stuff from that game that's just, like, if you, if you choose to just listen to Gaspar talk about all of these things that are happening in the world and be like, I don't care. Then you're missing like uh, arguably like 50% of the most memorable moments from that game. For sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, even, even just the ending sequence itself can change so much in Chrono Trigger. You get another, you get another trial scene. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. True. 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 Yep. With the, with the rainbow shell thing. And the king is on trial. And you get like a refight. Oh, Yakra. You get a refight of the first boss in the game. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. And it's an awesome callback to that first quest. It's so good. It's yeah, all really good. Yeah, they, they, they definitely took some cues from Chrono Trigger with Sea of Stars, obviously. Yes. That's the whole point. Um, I mean, they called it the Faded Hour. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do like that. Um, it's a it's a slightly better way of handling it. I guess this is slight spoilers, but like you get in Sea of Stars, you get uh, a campfire scene basically whenever you want, because that's just that's basically it's using a tent or a shelter, except you can do it basically anywhere that you're allowed to save and it's free. Mm -hmm. And when you do the faded hour in Chrono Trigger. You uh, you go to the end of time and you talk to Gaspar and he just says a bunch of stuff at you, right? Yeah. Like, find this person, find that person. In the future, this is happening. In the past, that's happening. Find someone close to you who needs help. Right? Like, all of this stuff. But it's all coming from the same place where it feels a lot. And they're all character driven stories, but it doesn't appear that way at first. 
Whereas in Sea of Stars, you're actually just talking to everybody at your campfire, like you've done the whole game, but they're all just being like, hey. Hey, I have this thing. I have a thing. Can we do the thing? I have a thing that I want to do. Yeah, it's such an awesome way of getting to that part of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it like, functionally, it's the same, but I actually, like, think this handles it better by it feeling more like a personal request from... I mean, ultimately, like, from a friend. I, I say mean, from a party member, but, like, the game's well, sure. done a really good job of establishing relationships and friendships between each character. I mean, as far as RPG mechanics go, like, getting you to the... getting you to stuff, Sea of Stars has got to be one of the best games to ever present information. Because yeah. you can just play the game blind and you're not going to miss anything. Mm -hmm. That's... that is just... That's how freaking games should be. I can't... Like, when I found out in Final Fantasy XII that if you open a chest in the beginning of the game, you're locked out of getting, like, the ultimate spear, like the Zodiac <laughs> yeah, Spear. World. I'm like, what the, the fuck kind of design ones. is this? Like, that's such stupid design. And it's just, like, it's not even... There's no signs next to it. There's no, No warning. Like, it's like, oh, you opened this chest. Sorry. It <laughs> like, isn't, you should have waited. It, like, it isn't a mechanic that's described or expanded on at any point it's just for this one thing you can lock yourself out of it you know two hours into the game by just opening a random chest with no special markings in some corner of a of a hub area <laughs> so stupid it's I hate, really I hate, stupid. I really hate missables in, mm -hmm. in games like that. I don't yeah, mean we, we've talked like, about Metroid Prime yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and so that kind of a missable is frustrating, but it doesn't. It's not the end of the world. Like that's more just because I wanted to complete it. Like being able yeah. to miss out on either the you know bis equipment or entire chunks of story. That yeah. that just seems horrible. Even even I'll give Persona a slight pass because of the whole. Like, you're not supposed to necessarily do everything. Right. But like, the also... whole idea is time management and, like, pick what's most important to you. So I don't mind that, but I still don't like it. I, yeah. I would actually prefer it just didn't exist in that way and you could do yeah, everything yeah. comfortably. I will say it's supposed to be impossible to do everything in your first run of Persona 5. Um, I, I mean, I didn't do everything everything but i did get like i did max out everybody's social links yeah and that would be the only thing i actually care about you know, like that's, the, that's the big thing yeah and my understanding is that uh the royal made it better because they didn't lock they didn't gate you as much in terms of what you can do on in the evenings and stuff yeah that's always an issue so the they they i think they understand that right i, I you know persona we're gonna be like aren't you tired you're tired you should be tired <laughs> what do you know what they changed in the in the persona 3 um no reloaded? um well i mean sort of a little bit but i haven't played it i plan to it won't <laughs> yeah. be a stream game but jesse and <laughs> i have <laughs> that's the faded hour right there i plan to play this video game <laughs> no it's a strong plan like uh-huh yeah i the only reason that we haven't started yet is because we started a different game it's because you have other games to play. That doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> it's fair, but it's... I know. I can sense you right now being like, no, damn it, I'm serious. <laughs> because this is a this is a Jesse and me game. Yeah. And yeah, that's, what, that's what makes it different. 
we played through Latisse and I played through. That was our first Persona game, and one of our first RPGs that we played together was Persona Three on on uh, PS2. See, the reason that I'm being so insistent about it is because it is uh, Persona Four was one of the first games that we played through together. Mm, okay, and we did five as well, and we enjoyed both of them. But I was playing three when we met. And by the time we like when we started dating, I was like at the end of three. OK, so she hasn't seen three. Oh, OK, I really liked three a lot. I do. too. There are some aspects of it that have. Aged a bit poorly. I don't remember, honestly. I imagine you're correct. <laughs> I am referring very specifically to the main mechanic of the game oh i suppose that that could be yeah i mean putting a gun to your head and pulling the trigger is not the best visual it's it's yeah it's a bit (laughs) shall we say loaded (laughs) i don't know which is aged worse (laughs) but yeah like it's fun. It's one of those things where, like, once you play the game, it's like there is a thematic justification for this. Sure. Which shouldn't really mean much to anybody. Because well, and, and, and at the, the end of the day, it's just a justification to look edgy. You're right, because it looks it looks pretty cool. And like the cutscene, you're like, what is happening? Right? Yeah. Like it's 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 neat. But then you think about it and it's like, well, maybe that's not the best yeah i handle this i can say that because i look at that and i'm like oh yeah i see what they're doing there but then someone else looks at that and you know isn't in a good place and then starts getting ideas because they're sort of glorifying that the appearance of that and then it's like that well mm. yeah it's a slippery slope because well i don't know i won't it's 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 a it's that's a it's a difficult like point to have like a point of contention right because because that's true but then then what is the the difference in any game that has something like that right like it's in this particular instance it's glorifying it but it's very much on in the realm of the game like it's not just anyone doing it at any moment kind of right right right. um but at the same time maybe there's just a better way to handle it in some way i don't know well there are and they did it in future games yeah yeah like in four, it was just like, let's crush a tarot card in my hand. Right. And yeah. I was like, this is less th- this is significantly less objectionable. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in I don't even remember. I was about to say what was. F- oh, five was tearing the mask off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is cool, too. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, they're all like. Five did better because, like, tearing the mask off is thematically consistent with, like, it actually what the makes game sense is trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Like, three is also, because three is all is all about, like, just, like, pulling yourself out of this feeling of, like, depression and apathy and yeah, feeling and like nothing matters. So, like, right. the suicidal ideation is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it still yeah, it's isn't a good great. look. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of things that aren't a good look, um, remember when we had mail last week 
and uh, and Swoggles included like which of these things are like the worst things to see on someone's um game played list or something yeah. on steam right yeah. um so i didn't click the link because i don't want this to be in my internet history however um one of those five things has been clarified as being a real thing mm. Mm. i feel like i know which one it is oh okay yeah yeah yeah, that's that's a thing. So I mean, I'm, like, if anybody want, there's a Wikipedia page for something called "Sex with Hitler," and I didn't click on it. <laughs> but I mean, you know, <sighs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I think <laughs> we can, like without see without any further context. I think we can retroactively move that down to being the worst thing to see on someone's Steam profile. Because <laughs> even if it's a joke, why? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. One of the other things was like some porn game, and this appears to be that, but also way worse. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan of that. I'm glad you didn't click it. <laughs> I saw it and like there was like a curiosity there, but it's one of those, you know, every once in a while you have someone who comes up and is like, oh, man, I searched for this sequence of words and it was the most cursed. I can't get this out of my head. I wish I'd never seen it because now I can't unsee it thing ever. You should go see it. I'm, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I've never done that. There are there are iconic images on the internet. Yep. That everyone has talked. Well, maybe not everyone, but in our era of interneting, yes. that people all talk about that I have never once seen. Is, and I could just say the acronym, and everyone would be like, "Oh yeah, I know what that is." And I don't have a clue what any of them are. Yeah. I mean, I know what they are, but I've never seen them. There is one that involves. Uh, there is one that I know of, and I'm not going to say the specific thing, but it involves a breakfast food. A breakfast food. A breakfast food of a particular unnatural color. That, if you um, don't know what that means, good. I'm not yeah, going to say any more about it, but I've heard <laughs> the term a couple of times, and I don't know what it refers to, and I don't want anyone to tell me. <laughs> oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I've heard that before, yeah, and I don't remember what it means. I, I, I don't know what it means. Yeah. But it, it like, there are, there's people who are wired differently. Like... There is one there's one type of person that will hear about the cursed thing and then go look at it. Sure. Because the curiosity overtakes them. And I think earlier in my life, that might have been me. Yeah, that was never me. Like, I never went to Rotten.com. I never I never did any of those Internet things. I never saw any of that. That stuff. I think there's a couple that I saw by osmosis because I was with a group of people and one of them decided to pull it up as, okay. you know, ha ha yeah. funny joke. Sure, sure. And then, you know, I would see a bit of it and get grossed out and then my stomach would churn for like a week afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, all right, yeah, I'm like physically affected by this, so I'm going to just avoid anything involving this 
Like any any time something comes up in this sort of context and someone talks about this cursed image or this thing that's so gross and like, you know, I, I'm just going to be I'm just going to leave. Yeah, no, I, I used to, I'm gonna I used avoid to, that at all costs. Like seven or eight years ago, I, I would watch this one. He played World of Warcraft and I would watch him occasionally. And sometimes he was just like had videos on while he was waiting to find like a group. Yeah. And there were a few times he was watching videos. I was like, oh, what? no, don't want to see this. And I just closed the stream and leave it closed for the rest of the day. Because I was like, oh, okay, it seems like people are just sharing videos I don't want to see. Yep. <laughs> I don't want to see. I don't want to hear. Because, you know, I've I've read articles, you know, about real people doing real things or saying yeah. real things. And then I get I, – I'm, I, I am – I don't know what it is, but I am emotionally affected, like where yes. like this impacts me now. Yes, I am now yes. feeling horrible. Like uh-huh. it's, it is you're not only and this won't just mess up the day or mess up like the way I feel for quite a bit. Yeah. The I'm, mental, I'm sympathetic like, the, to the, the long term, sympathetic, whatever. The long term like mental state is affected. Mm-hmm. Well, then I'll think back about then I'll think about every now like, you know, I, there, I'm not going to talk about it, but there's an article I read a couple years ago that just stuck with me. I was like, what the hell? I hate people. Yeah. <laughs> And then every now and again, I I think about it and be like, ugh, why did I read that? I knew it was going to be bad. I knew I shouldn't have read it. That's the worst one. Yeah. Yeah. It's the re like, I finally trained myself out of, like, not reading comment sections. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard. The only place I still read comment sections is Nintendo Life. And every time I scroll down, I'm like, nope, nope. Scroll back up. Nintendo Life has some of the dumbest people on the entire planet. I'm like, no, no, no. It's just all comment sections. Yeah, that is just what the comment section is. Because in the reason why it, it, it deteriorates is because anyone with an ounce of reasoning skill or nuance stays out of them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like yeah. doesn't post in them anymore because there's no like there's no joy to be had there. So the yeah. only ones that are left are like the chaos goblins who like feast on on that particular brand of toxic discourse yeah and those the people are the ones that are you most want to stay away from the people that are just furious that they covered up a 14 year old girl mid girls midriff in uh, a remake of a video game and you're like yeah it's all right it's okay to i suppose it's technically censorship but you know what maybe that's not that bad <laughs> like i mean to to to, to get rid of that <laughs> tom i can't believe they gave the shopkeeper in dokapon kingdom more clothing I, I like people were just so mad about that kind of stuff i don't it's it's mind-boggling to me because you know I what can't, i can't believe i can't believe the item shop girl isn't wearing an armor bikini anymore or she <laughs> is but she also just like has a like another layer on like like yeah i, I don't under i especially don't understand it when you're talking about stuff on in 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 you know 2024 because you can just search the internet for whatever weird shit you want to see like i say this all (laughs) the time when it comes to when it comes to like content like this in the games it's like do people know what happens when you just like type boobs into google (laughs) right exactly like oh no they they cover it up in your video game like it's really easy to see that stuff if you want to (laughs) Like, really easy. It's Way weird... easier than doing it in a video game. It's such an odd thing to be mad about. I don't understand. But it's just people. Yeah, It's just know. people. <laughs> it's just people. 
So I've been playing um, uh, Golden Sun because it came oh, yeah, out cool. on the, the the Switch Online stuff. Yeah. And I don't remember any of it. I, I played the game to the end on a vacation when it first came out. And I died on the final boss once or twice. Like, oh, I'll finish this when I get back home. I don't feel like doing it now. And, and I then, never like, did. 15 years went by? Yeah, whenever a game came out. I know, it's been what, tw- probably 20 years, 24 years or something. I don't know. Um, And so I'm playing it now, and I don't remember a single thing about this game. I'm, like, halfway through it. I was like, huh, I did all of this stuff. No memory. And then I'm thinking, Golden Sun is the definition of a generic JRPG. It is, it is, it's really, it's super pretty. It has great music, but the story is kind of whatever. And the battle system is pretty, eh. Um, so I, I remember it having like some cool customization stuff, but I didn't play it far enough in to like really get into it. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's, it's not, I'm not going to care about the battle system when I'm done playing it. I will remember the the graphics because they look pretty phenomenal for it. Yeah, you know. Golden Sun does look really, really, really good for for GBA. Yeah, the music's great. I like the music a whole lot. But if they ask me one more yes no question, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> it's every every single interaction is like, what do you think? Do you think? What do you think? And, and it doesn't matter what you say. It's just pointless. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand I noticed why they that have... too. I so I played a little bit of Golden Sun on uh on request a few years ago when requests were a thing that I was doing. Yeah, I remember that. Um and generally enjoyed it, but I I did get, you know, I did get a little bit of RPG fatigue off of it. Like Yeah, it's and, and again, it's it's not a bad game. I'm not saying that. And I could completely understand why people would love it or if it's like especially if it was, you know, something that one of the few rpgs that they had as a kid or maybe it was their first uh like interaction with one on on the game boy advance right it's not a bad game but it is nothing i think it has special i I think it has like fun interesting stuff to it but to some degree i think it was difficult to come back to some of that stuff after there are some games you come back to after the fact and they just hold up better yeah yeah and then there's some where it's like, this would have been really good in its time, but now it's just kind of like an also ran. And that was yeah. kind of the sense that I got off of Golden Sun is like, it's pretty good, but I think it goes in there with like Breath of Fire as like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. As like, yeah, this is a really cool game if you played it around the time that it came out. And if you did, you probably still hold a really strong like candle for it. It probably has a one like a wonderful place in your memory. Yeah, because and that's super valid. And 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 that's a really good example too, because the 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 gameplay in Golden Sun is way more interesting than the gameplay in um, Breath of Fire. Yeah, like, no, agreed. Right, and so I think that's a good example because if if you had played RPGs and then you played Golden Sun, you'd be like, wow, there's a lot of cool stuff in this game that's unique and different and exciting. And so I, you know, it kind of just adds to that layer of yeah, it's a it's a Especially if you played it when it came out, there's a lot of stuff to really like about it. I mean, to some degree, even like Lufia 2 had some had some generic elements to it, but it also had some stuff that was like enough out of the box and unique to kind of stand alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have to be fair about Golden Sun because like I you haven't played. I haven't played more. I think I played like maybe 10 hours of it. 
Yeah. And I assume it is at least four or five times longer than that. But yeah, I played it for like 25 or so. I, I don't know how far I am into the game. I feel like I'm pretty far. And I know it's a like the, there's the sequel that's just a direct continuation of it that has <laughs> my <laughs> I believe it has one of the, the, the most ridiculous codes ever to type in to get your stuff to carry over. Like, is it no. like 70 characters or something like that? No, no, I think it's like 600. Oh, wow. Or maybe not. Maybe it's like 300. I don't know. I believe on the GBA screen, like okay. where you're typing in like I a screen know. full of numbers and letters, it's like 16 pages. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's one of the most notorious uh, transfer codes. Okay, I'm... Like if you want the, because there's three tiers of that you can transfer to, I believe. Like there's a golden tier. Of... Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay, no, this is amazing because I found uh, I found a Reddit thread from nine years ago. Okay, that is like okay. Here is my full complete password from Golden Sun One, so that you can. Oh, so you can have this stuff. So you can have like, you know, like level 99 or level 30 characters, you know, everything's done. You have all the items, you have all the everything, right? Yeah. And then it's like, all right, I so I took screenshots of the password <laughs> to make it easier to identify. <laughs> um, I f completed this file last month. There are six images. <laughs> And they have a ton of characters on each image, right? So I'm going to say it's 50 characters because it's just a screenshot and it is five across, uh, 10 across because there's two like columns and then one, two, three, four, five. So it's 50 per page. And let me check and make sure there's OK, so there's only 10 characters on the last page, okay. which means that it is a this one in particular is a 260 alphanumeric character <laughs> password. Yeah. Eat your heart out, Mega Man. <laughs> Man, I mentioned that I was watching I was watching Spike Vegeta play Spanky's Quest. That game has passwords, too. The password is three numbers. <laughs> It's it's slightly less than the Golden Sun Pass. It's maybe carrying over marginally less data. Yeah, because yeah, there's a ton of stuff that it's carrying over in Golden Sun. So so I understand it, but it's still hilarious. Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> like, very, very funny. So I'll be interested to see how the end of the story shapes up, because I'm still curious. Like, it's not like it's to the point where I don't care at all about what happens, right? Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how this wraps up and then how the next one starts off. But I don't think I'll start it right away because that that's just sometimes too much uh, sameness. And then 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 I'll not like it for reasons that aren't fair to the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's honestly what I'm doing with Persona 3 right now. Um, Jesse and I got uh, Rain Code. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which is like essentially a new Danganronpa game. Yeah. It's not quite 100% a new Danganronpa game because it's a it is a it's the same people, the same studio doing a new franchise that feels a lot the same. And the blood is still hot pink. <laughs> like you're still solving murders. 
Sure. And it's good so far, a little slow, but it's like there's no way we can start this and be in the middle of this story and then start a different hundred hour RPG. Whilst on stream, I am also finishing Sea of Stars and starting Infinite Wealth. Yeah. Yeah, you've you've only scratched the surface of that game. You've played it for like 15 hours, so it's like you haven't even played it yet. Yeah, I've basically not started. (laughs) And honestly, like, I mean, I don't have jobs unlocked yet. Right, right, yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm basically the tutorial. I know you haven't played it yet, but it reminds me of Final Fan or uh, Dragon Quest VII. The the starting sequence of Dragon Quest VII is outrageously long. Like, you don't get into a random battle for two hours or something. Oh, God. (laughs) And then you don't get job changes until way later, but that's actually... Well, depends on the Dragon Quest, but yeah. Yeah, and, and like, there's not much to talk about there, because, like, I'm still, you know, in the midst of everything, but... But yeah, it's like I I separate like on stream games. What I've been doing recently and, you know, rather successfully is I have been sort of. What's the what's the way best way to put it? Separating, I guess. Mm. Um, Like on screen, like stream games versus just stuff that I play on my own time. And Raincode and then eventually Persona 3 are both going to be like. Those are going to be like chill time with Jesse games. Yeah, I think that's nice. Because I we haven't had one of those in a while because we've both been too busy. And when you thought nice. it was going to be um, Mario Wonder, but you, you didn't have as much fun playing it on the same console, right? Yeah, I like. That Mario Wonder is one of those games that ended up where like, man, I think that game's really good. And I have completely stopped playing it and have no interest in going back. Really? It's just I don't know why it's just like maybe it's just a feeling thing, but it's just like, yeah, it's good Mario. And then I was just like. Good. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it happens sometimes. I'm not I'm certainly not ruling out the possibility that I go back to it later, but like, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. It's not it's not like a high priority. It's just like, yep, that's. That's a really cute Mario game. It's got neat stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I have not finished um, Tears of the Kingdom yet, and I I love that game a lot. And I mean, I just stopped playing it like eight months ago and never finished i played for you know whatever like a hundred something hours you know i did finally end up buying tears of the kingdom you did yeah um the voucher that i bought was gonna expire Expire. in like a month because (laughs) i didn't buy any games with it right (laughs) and i kept being like maybe i should buy this or that with it and then i didn't do any of those things so i was like fine i'll just get the expensive one like i was gonna do in the first place (laughs) (laughs) And then for, you know, a couple of days, I was like, maybe it's time to get back into Breath of the Wild. Ooh, look, a new game. Yeah, don't don't even finish Breath of the Wild. Just start in Tears of the Kingdom. Who cares? There's there's story carryover, but whatever, man. Just play. Just play the cool, fun new one. Because even that way, if if you don't finish it, it, easy. 
if you don't finish it, then then that way you just got to experience the 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 new mechanics. That is Cause true. Because let's, let's be real here, the Zelda timeline doesn't. Matter. All right, we're taking a break. <laughs> hey, you know what? If you'd like to send us mail here at the Retro Breakdown, you can send that mail to the Retro Breakdown at Gmail That mail can be comments on the show, questions you want us to answer, or like this from Swoggles. We'll cue the music and uh, rank jumps. Uh, long jump in Mario 64. Yeah, it's number one. one best jump, followed by the triple jump, just because it looks cool. Nope, I take that back. The side flip. All right, we have a very specific set of uh, jumps to to work from here. Fine. <laughs> but I agree, those are excellent jumps. A bad. I gotta say, hold on. Final Fantasy 16's jump is one of the stupidest jumps in a video game. <laughs> I I can't stop pressing it because he's just like this guy that's supposed to be all serious in his ridiculous fancy leather clothing from that are supposed to be like from ancient times, but whatever. And he's just doing these little little hops like where like it's oh God, I love it. I know I'm rating my own jumps without is, the mail. I suppose that defeats the purpose is of it, the Is mail. it one of those jumps where he like just kind of like teleports <laughs> up off the ground that like the height of his entire body with no, no real animation? No, no, it's like one foot in the like it's like a skip little hop. It's it's freaking hilarious. I, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing because we just jump all over the place and it looks because it's trying to look like a person sort of moving forward and also doing a little skip and a hop with, okay. you know like, yeah but it just looks dumb as hell <laughs> it, is it okay so it's one of those things where they sacrificed like a good feel for like ultra realism yeah they want it to feel more it wants it to feel more natural right yeah. but a, a, an adult like a man real and... jump and it's like <laughs> this is a this is a medium like in which the most popular character in that medium is some little pixel guy who just puts his arm up in the air and jumps seven times his own height. I mean, well, shut just, up. Just, just like, just like picture, you know, a six foot tall dude in a leather suit skipping forward as he runs around. It's funny. Hey, <laughs> like, you can't take that seriously. He's having a good day. Exactly. That's what makes it so fun. It's not funny, like stupid. It's funny, just funny. I Anyways. like it. What are the I, jumps? I haven't seen what you're what you're referring to, but I think that sounds fun. Oh yeah, it's definitely fun. All right, task today is to rank jumps best to worst. Uh, thanks for the thanks again for the message, Swoggles. Um, which jump feels the best? There are six here. One is the best. Six is the worst. Uh, we have Dark Souls. We have Mega Man. We have Mario, specifically from Super Mario World. Uh, we have Kirby. We have Castlevania on NES, so that's the commit jump. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we have Super Metroid. Okay, Mario World's the best. It's that's the best feeling jump for sure. That's probably true. Samus's feels give, good too. I might give Mega Man a close second. I. It just has a good arc to it. You can't do as much with it as you can in Super Mario World, and I think that's what gives Super Mario World the edge. But it's really consistent. The Mega Man jump is very, very consistent, which makes it nice. I think the worst one, in terms of just jumps, I hate Kirby's jump a lot. Let me me ask you this. Um, How familiar are you with with the Dark Souls jump? Man, it's been so long since I played Dark Souls game. I played the I played Demon Souls in some of the first one, and 
that's it. I don't even remember. I remember it's like an awkward role sort of. Like the to... the Dark Souls run that I remember is one where you have to hold B to get a running start. Yeah. And then click in the left stick. Yeah. Yeah. In order to get a tiny little hop. You get like a little hop. Yeah. That barely gets you over a small crevice. And then there's a recovery roll at the end of it. Okay, no, the, that's what I'm remembering is that. So that's the worst one. Yeah, for sure. I think I was just rating Kirby's jump as bad because you never just jump. Oh, I actually agree with you there. Uh, I, I think that Kirby's jump is bad. Like, he gets a pass because he floats. Right. But, like, in Kirby's Adventure, the like, you jump with A, but then you actually float by tapping up. So they are different functions. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But no one uses the jump because why would you jump when you can fly? <laughs> there is one thing that I like about Kirby's jump. And that is that in some games you can just face like if you're just in a regular jump, you can face plant into enemies to kill them. Yeah, it, it looks really cool sometimes, too. Yeah. Sometimes his jump looks good. So it's it's not the worst. It's not the worst. It's, it's not it's, the worst. Dark Souls is definitely the worst, but I totally understand the, the consternation. I will defend the Castlevania commit jump. I don't so I don't think it's the fault of the jump necessarily. It's 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 kind of just the fault of the design of old Castlevanias. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like it's my the complaint Medusa about heads, the really right. Yeah, that. Yes. Yeah. That's a big problem. Well, that's kind of my complaint of when I think about the Mega Man jump. It's not that the jump itself is bad. It's that the game is just it's the style of game. Yeah. The jump so itself I, feels like, fine. For me, I am thinking about just the feeling of doing the jump in a clean space. Sure. Because like knockback mechanics are different. Right. Yeah. That's not that's not the jump's fault. And like the like if we were if we were including the fact that you can be like, you know, you take this big like knockback hop every time you get hit in Castlevania, that sucks. Mm -hmm. But like much in the same way as with like Mega Man, even though there's less precision because it's a commit jump. Once you learn the the like how far you can jump in Castlevania, it kind it just kind of goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it does what it's supposed to. It might not be the design of the jump might not be fair, but that's yeah. not the jump's fault. Like the design of the jump or the thing you're supposed to cross with the jump or whatever. Right. Like you can get to this picks. You can get to this two block thing, but an enemy is on one of the blocks. And if it hits you, you're getting knocked into the pit. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's, that, that's that's Garbo. But like the the commit jump in and of itself um, is fine. So I would go like so thus far, I'm going to actually say Mario Mega Man Castlevania. I would. So I think the Super Metroid jump is it feels good for the most part, but not not wall jumping. That's kind of my problem because wall Super jumping Metroid. in wall jumping in Super Metroid is just just total trash. It's not. I mean, once you know how to do it, it's not that bad. There's, but until you know how to do it, it feels terrible. There's a lot of. Um, for your reference, oh, okay. I, I sent through the the list of everything. Um, there's a lot of stuff in Super Metroid where, like, if you don't do it perfectly, it can really start to feel like trash. And wall jumping is definitely one of those things. But there also is just like, you know, 
there's a lot of because so much of Super Metroid happens in a really enclosed space. There's a lot of jumps you have to do where you kind of bonk on the ceiling and then fall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that like that feels really like difficult to recover from. Mm hmm. So that feels like really that's always felt really bad to me. Like the wall jump is especially bad. Also, getting space jump to work is also suck. True. It's I, so I can't I can't knock the the bonking of the heads because that's kind of falls in line with a, a like the placement of a commit drop, jump. Yeah, and, I guess and, that's true too. So I, I can't knock that. What I can say is that the the wall jumps are definitely bad, and that has to be included in the jumping feeling. The floatiness of the jump is kind of cool, and I as I, it's sometimes weird that you have two different kinds of jumps, right? Yeah, like you have the you have the jump where you're a ball, and the jump where um, the spin jump and the straight jump. Right. So that's that's like kind of awkward in some ways because there What's are definitely times where you do the wrong one. What has always bothered me about Super Metroid is that every time you get a jump upgrade, you get more capabilities and it feels worse. <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> no, I mean, like you get the high jump boots and that's that's probably the one that's like the straightest upgrade because it's like, I ah, get uh, high jump high. Yeah. yeah, jump higher. That's good. Even though like sometimes you then have to take it off because it makes things like impossible to get through sure um but then like the space jump and the screw attack are like they should be really really good feeling like easy traversal options but then like it's so easy to drop them oh that's true it feels like doing a it feels like doing a wall jump all the time so it like it ends up being stressful more than anything you know metroid prime had a good jump metroid prime's jump felt good yeah, not that that's what that. we're talking about. <laughs> so I think I'm going to go Mario, Mega Man, Castlevania, Super Metroid, Kirby, Dark Souls. I'd probably swap. I'd probably put Metroid. Same same basic thing. So Mario, Mega Man. I might put I might put Kirby next just because it's not fair to Castlevania's jump, but I just don't care for the Castlevania NES games. That's but, fair. But that's just that's not following my own rules. Um, it's all vibes. No rules, just vibes. No, life is all rules. That's just, just how it is. And that's then how the re- we make it on this podcast. Here's the truth. Mario's at the top. I don't care about the rest. That's fair. <laughs> That's that's my honest take. I'll press the jump button because I have to in these games. And it feels good in Mega Man sometimes. But it's really hard for me to take it in a complete vacuum. When like So when I think about Mega Man games, what I like about Mega Man games is the aesthetic. I like the music. I like some of the levels. I like the stupid robots. Actually playing Mega Man isn't something that feels that good to me, honestly. I, I enjoy playing them. And I've been having fun playing them. Yeah. But actually jumping in Mega Man, I would never be like, oh, yeah, let's make a game and have it be like the Mega Man jump ever. Like, that's not something I'd be excited about. Same with Castlevania. Okay. Same with Kirby. Same with Super Metroid. Definitely Dark Souls. Mario, hell yeah. We could make a whole series around a Mario jump. I feel like some company should do that. Um, I feel like some have. <laughs> but, but but honestly, all of, all of these jumps in and of themselves, except for Mario... Don't get me excited. If I if you were to tell me there's this new video game and it has a it has Mega Man jumping, I'd be like, that's great. 
Like that doesn't I mean, excite me. <laughs> you would also be like, of course there is. True. <laughs> Throw it on the pile with the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, arguably it, every wanna be the guy game is has a Mega Man jump. True. Like those true. games are essentially just bullshit Mega Man games. Yeah, because I, I I like I like the 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 shoot part of the jump and shoot man more than the jump part. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you that know, segues well into talking about Mega Man Two for the Game Boy. It actually makes a great starting point of Mega Man Two because being someone that hasn't really played Mega Man that much growing up, you know, as we've talked about a bunch already, um, what I like about Mega Man is the music. Some of my favorite OC remixes are the music, which that makes, makes this, this game one kind of suck. <laughs> that makes this game tragic. <laughs> this. The music in, in Mega Man 2. Um, Roman numeral 2. Roman numeral 2 is some of the worst music I've heard in a Mega Man game. It might be the worst music I've heard in a Mega Man. Actually, it is so yeah. far. I, like the only one that's kind of close is the first Game Boy game. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that one's better. There's like I'm I'm sitting here and like I'm having trouble thinking of like one decent theme from it and i'm sure there's one that's like acceptable but acceptable is a really really low bar for mega man music <laughs> even even taking into consideration the game boy yeah it is just it sounds i'm not i am not a good person so so kyle what's <laughs> like you, no <laughs> you want to qualify that i am i am i am i am that reminds me never mind. well that's that i'm not gonna tell this other story. anyway so so all right uh, moving on this reminds me of a um uh uh kyle would we talk about music or we talk about uh like listen he'd, he'd send me a song and be like listen the pitch is off and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about like yeah when there's when there's a music puzzle game or a music puzzle in a video game i'm like oh god i don't know i'm not going to be able to put this in order like so it follows the 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 bars right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm i'm horrible at it i don't have i just don't have that i can't see it in my head um so i am one of those people that you can play me a song and it can be pretty mediocre quality like yeah that sounds good like when you put it yeah, on like yeah, you yeah. know the the highest quality sound settings i'm like yeah it's, that's uh, whatever or if it's the the medium quality sound settings, I'm like yeah okay i get it i can feel the difference but i don't really understand the difference right sure yep this game felt off everything about this the soundtrack in this game felt weird like yeah it just it just sounded uncomfortable to listen to it's like oh well that's the wrong note or you, there'll be plenty of times where you're listening to a song and you're like oh that sound that felt weird like that didn't feel right and i'm kind of like ah, I, yeah i think i know what you're saying but i'm not positive and this one i hear and i'm just like what the heck like this 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 is off something is missing there there were a few there were a few instances in playing this game in which like there were just like there were sounds in it that sound like that sounded like assaults. <laughs> yeah, like almost like, like it a sounded joke. like an attack. It's it's like a YouTube poop thing where yeah. where someone just presses the the that makes the pitch go a thousand times higher than it should just to make you go, oh god, why? As for for a comedic effect, except that wasn't the point. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's it's rough. It's That's rough out there. Maybe like the music being not very good is maybe one of the most memorable things about this game that which, and the fact that um it introduces dr wiley's ability to time travel sure why why doesn't he use this to a slightly better effect because he has to lose and why why 
why why does he go to the future exactly 370,000 what is it <laughs> no let me let me pull it up it's in you you posted it from the manual uh let me just read yes let please, me just please. read the whole thing like to mega man like to mega man come in mega man which already reminds me of aaron hansen's sequelitis <laughs> mega man mega man come in mega man <laughs> Dr. Wiley has broken into the Kronos Institute, which I on the nose (laughs) and stolen the experimental time skimmer. Yes. We tried tracking him on radar, but he simply vanished. My calculations show that he jumped approximately. Mm. We're not exactly sure. So we we approximated that he has jumped thirty seven thousand four hundred and twenty (laughs) six years into the future. Approximately. Approximately, yes. I have no idea what he plans to do, but you can be sure that he'll be back. In the meantime, Rush has sniffed out a few of Wiley's robots guarding a subterranean passage. Get over there and check it out. And remember, let's be careful down there. Light out. And then he just <laughs> drops the mic. <laughs> yeah. So so the premise of this game is there's just another base where Dr. Wiley built some robots. And you find him and he's off in the future. And then he comes back to the present for whatever reason. I'm going to assume with Quint. A Quinn, if I if memory serves, is just a future Mega Man, but evil. Quint is is shitty green Mega Man from the future, but evil. And he has a pogo stick or a jackhammer or something, depending on. Yeah. I don't know the art you're looking at. <laughs> Or maybe, maybe like, not actually evil, maybe just, like, you know, was fed lies. That's one of those things where it's like, he's the hero from the future, but I'm going to tell him that Mega Man is the evil guy and you have to defeat him because he destroys the world. Well, okay, so my understanding is that in the future, it was peaceful because Wily had reformed and Mega Man didn't need weapons. Uh-huh. I don't know why Wiley was ex- alive 37,000 years into the future, but unless he just went there and then reformed himself. So Mega Man didn't have weapons anymore. And then Wiley, in the past, fast forwards to the future, convinces his future self to, like, you know, corrupt Mega Man and reprogram into to, to the Mega Man Master Quint. And since he doesn't have a gun arm, because he was just, you know, the original household uh, chore Mega Man, which is what Mega Man's function was, they said, well, he might need a gun yeah, <laughs> while doing chores. But in the future, they're like, no, no, he won't need a gun. Right. So yes. so his weapon's a jackhammer that he rides around on. <laughs> I, I don't know. He'll definitely need one of these. He'll definitely need a maybe the pogo stick jackhammer is what partially lets him travel through time. Maybe that's the time skimmer. I don't know. But so so there's a future Dr. Wily that if it's, if it's let's so assume I that it's, you know, like a descendant of the Wily line. Sure. I guess we can assume that. That seems fine. That's reasonable. And so evil past Wily changes it. So what I would like to know is, is in the timeline, in those 37,000 years, what caused the evil Wily bloodline to correct itself and become good? Where, where Mega Man's in the future don't need, you know, gun arms anymore. What was that? I'd like to play that game where Wily realized to, he was bad. I'm going to posit a guess okay. at what it was that happened in the future to, to cause that to happen. We're getting real deep into the lore here. Yes. I think yeah. that the 
most likely the official Capcom explanation for this hmm. is shut up and play the video game. Oh, no, that, you know, that checks out. I think I think that probably makes the most sense. Yeah. OK. Or don't play this game because it's not good. Eh. <laughs> so there, I, I it's perfectly fine, I guess. I it's don't a know. Mega Man game. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, like it, it's doing all the stuff that a Mega Man game does. It's stripped down because it's on the because it's on the Game Boy. It's admirable that it is giving you, you know, essentially a mobile Mega Man experience. It's funny because people talk about how it's one of the worst one. And I didn't think it was that much worse than the first Game Boy one. Yeah, I didn't either. So I don't know. Maybe maybe the Game Boy ones get real, real good later. Like I, I, I have heard that. my breath. I've heard that four and five get pretty solid, but mm. if if two is supposed to be substantially worse than the rest, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe my Mega Man you know meter is is skewed already. Yeah, I think that like, boy, this game dropped just. I don't know if it was just my playthrough, but like, this game dropped like an obscene number of one ups. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I didn't... was crazy for a game that would only let you hold nine of them. I do know that this, the point of this game was the first one was too hard and they really were trying to make it simpler because they switched developers. Yeah. With it, and, and then they ended up going back to the first Game Boy developers for the future Game Boy games because this one wasn't well received. It, so maybe I that mean, has part of it. It it does feel like it's easier, but like not so much in its gameplay, just in the fact that it dropped a crap ton of one ups on you. Well, and it didn't have and that outrageous also, ending sequence that the first one had. That's true. That is very true. Also, it gives you Metal Blade, which just breaks every game that it's in. <laughs> you know, one thing I thought was weird is when you get a health pickup, it doesn't it doesn't pause. Yeah. Like it doesn't like do the freeze frame. It doesn't do the Mega Man thing. It doesn't make for a better game experience. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but but it's it's that's sort of a Mega Man thing. So it's I thought it was of, weird. It's kind of like when you play a game where you're used to it sort of exceeding the sprite limit and then there's slowdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like if you if you play a version of that game that's like a remaster or an update and it doesn't do the slowdown, it's like, oh, I oh, we're no. Why is it so fast? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's like that is like a that is like not really. I don't know if the, the screen pause for Mega Man like health pickups is a flaw in the design necessarily. Sure. But it certainly is something that's like not typical, but it does mm -hmm. feel sort of it feels core Mega to Man. the experience. It feels yeah. right. Does now I don't remember. Does Mega Man X have any of that stuff? I really don't remember. <sighs> I, I guess we'll find out in like five months <laughs> when we months. actually play it. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> I played it before, but it's been years, so I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. The the it's this is a forgettable Mega Man experience for me. Yeah, I I do in general. Um, I kind of like the idea that these Mega Man games are sort of like point fives. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, because you recognize the, the stages of the previous Mega, like of the NES Mega Man games while you're playing this one. You're like, yeah. oh, that part. I actually remember this exact setup with the creature sitting there, kind of stuff. And it's it's pulling, you know, it's pulling powers from like so. Like, the first one pulled powers from one, and then it pulled powers from two. Yeah, yeah. And this one pulled powers from two and from three. Yep, yep. So you're kind of getting, like, they're all basically familiar powers, but you're getting a different uh, collection of them. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I do appreciate that it's that it's serving the purpose of being like, yeah, this is the game that 
you can almost think of this as taking place between Mega Man 2 and 3. Sure. Even though it's technically don't, don't. not. Because <laughs> I don't think Wiley talks about his time travel escapades in the NES game. Maybe he does, actually. I don't know. Nobody, like, if we're talking about in the game, nobody talks about anything. Yeah, true. I mean, in every Wiley game, Wiley dies. Wiley and then you blow up his robot, and then he starts bowing down on the ground for forgiveness. And this one, Except and- in this one, where he, like blows up during re-entry and turns into a skull-shaped mushroom cloud. Yeah, he's dead. He's so dead. <laughs> Dr. Wily died in this in this Mega Man game, for sure. There's no way he comes back again this time. Maybe, that- like, at some point, maybe it's just, like, maybe he just makes robots of himself. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And I'm, all, I'm thinking we're, we're, gonna- all we're doing is just taking out all of his, like, robot clones. Yeah, that would be that would make sense. I mean, it, it checks out, right? Like he's he's that already would, like a robotic genius. Why not just send out robotic versions of himself to waste against Mega Man until he wins? I mean, to be perfectly honest, if he doesn't have a robot version of himself, that's that seems problematic. Like that 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 says a lot. I, I don't know. That seems like the type of oversight that I would expect from someone who goes 37,426 years into the future to grab a robot with a pogo stick and then come back and be like, this is what I've been missing. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> and why is he named Quint? <laughs> that's that's maybe that's maybe the worst part. It's so stupid. Like, okay, is it because, like, so Quint is, like, the prefix for five? So maybe it's because it comes out before, like, Mega Man 5? Or maybe he's the fifth version of Mega Man? Or, like, if it was, like, if it was Quant, then I'd be like, oh, because he's from quantum space-time. But none of that's actually true, so I'm just making things up, and it's just some white guy name. (laughs) <laughs> it's just quint the robot master from the future that has no battle experience no wonder that fight is such a joke he's just bouncing around on a pogo stick and you just pump him full of your little mega buster bullets and he dies it's got to be the lamest boss fight in a mega man game and that's saying something like quint sounds like the name of like a deputy sheriff in oklahoma <laughs> You don't have to go 37,000 years into the future to find a Quint who rides a pogo stick. But but I mean, his plan was to go to the future to get future tech when he could have just made Quint at home. (laughs) We have Quint at home. Like, I don't understand. He's literally a worse robot master than the ones that you make on the regular. Right. Like the other robot masters that are defending this random subterranean base that he has are better than the one he gets from the future. Significantly. <laughs> what the? I, I mean, Dr. Wiley. That's it's, just just Dr. Wiley. Th- hashtag just Dr. Wiley things.